wanna get high, man. Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. The Rojan Kim. Hello! And welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode 251. Happy 9-11. It's our 9-11 spectacular. Yeah! I hope you've been um, having a good end of your summer. The dog days of summer are here. Indian summer, whatever the summer, the late summer thing they say. L.A., of course, uh, L.A. summer begins uh, in the... L.A. has Indian summers, right? Indian summers are not like Indian givers. Indian givers are people who give you something then want it back. Indian summer is is when it gets hot at the beginning of fall. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what that has to do with India or Indians, but there you have it. There you have it. It's not like anybody could really, I mean, I guess I could look it up. I could, I, but I don't want to look it up. I don't want to look it up. Okay. I know what it is. It's nine 11. Did you remember? Did you forget? Did you forget? I didn't. I remember. Do you remember? <laughs> Do you remember 9-11? Do you remember where were you? Were you even alive? Were you even, were you in school? Were you a kid? Uh, actually, judging from my audience, it looked like they were probably all working. They probably all, I was on my second kid. I was having a, I was, I was having my midlife crisis. I don't know how old anybody is out there. Some of you were adults. Some of you were children. I guess that is what happens when you go back 20 years. Okay. Whoa. I was uh, 23, I had graduated college the year before. I got out a little late, I was a super senior. I got, I took five years, okay? I was taking that sweet loan money. Sweet, sweet loan money, cause I had no other money and it was free money. And so I was like, I'll just keep taking it and stay in school. And then I had to graduate. Five years at one of the finest universities in the land. Um, and whatever, I'm paying, this, I'm paying it back, right? Someday, I'm paying some of it. Actually, I think I paid that one back. The one I haven't paid back is the, 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 private, the private school. I went to Columbia for film school, and that was, that was blew that. That was like six times the amount. It was like ridiculous. I don't, well, anyways, this is not 9-11. It's much more important. Columbia University, New York City, post 9-11, I got there in the post 9-11 time, the kind of post 9-11 bump that New York got. I got there in 2004, left in 2016, I feel like just in time. Got out of there when Trump was around, because I'm sure it was like nuts, and the pandemic and all that, and I, you know, 12 years in New York is long, it was a long time. But still riding off that post 9-11 thing, you know, they finally finished the Freedom Tower by the time I was leaving. Um... You know, and I remember uh, when I was uh, 23, 9-11 happened. I was teaching. I was teaching just out of college, teaching fourth grade in Richmond, California. It was under an emergency teaching permit, meaning anybody with a college degree could just get thrown into a class full of 30 kids because they needed anybody, any warm bodies, warm bodies. They'd let anybody teach. Anybody could teach in the school, Nystrom Elementary School, Richmond, California. They 
had to fill all the classes. And so they were like, do you have a college degree? Cool. Are you like a pedophile? Like, I mean, or at least have you gotten caught as a pedophile? Because, <laughs> you, know, you know, there's if you haven't, there's... It's just if you're in the system, you can't teach. But otherwise, we want you in there. We don't care who's in there. You know, what ended up happening was a lot of good people, kind-hearted people. People wanted to give back to the community. People who thought, you know what, I'll go teach in the schools who need teachers, you know, because I want to give back. That's how I felt. Because I felt like, you know, I took public money. I, t- I was a product of public schools. So I was like, yeah, I'll take the money. I'll take, I'll take the job. Of course, it was a job, and, uh, you know, and I'll teach. Fuck, fuck it. I did. And so I did. 9-11, I was uh, teaching my class, and I had no idea that 9-11 happened because there was no internet really back then. I mean, there was internet, but it wasn't I, It wasn't like now. It's on your phone and stuff. So I went outside, and my neighbor was like, did you hear, bro? And I was like, what? He's like, they just bombed the Twin Towers. We're going to war. You know, and he was like, we're going to war. Oh, whoa. It's like, whoa whoa man um and i remember you know i went to school went to class i i uh yeah i didn't really have a phone i think i tried to listen on the radio for like what were they talking about whatever and then at school everybody was watching it on the tv and the and they were just like all right just you know just be like calm with the kids don't frighten the kids tell them about grief counseling, you know, and just make sure that, you know, the kids are okay. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to, I got to deal with these kids delicately. These kids could be traumatized. And so I went to my class full of 33 children from the, I don't know, inner city, outer city. I don't know. I mean, they were, uh, the school was mostly black. And then, okay, let's say like two-thirds black and a third Mexican. And then random Tongan. I had a Tongan, you know what I mean? I had like a Pakistani or an Afghani. I don't know, one of them. One of them mountain ones. Uh, one, of the, <laughs> one of those mountain hajis. I don't know. You, uh, is that something I, that people say, mountain haji? I think that's that probably. Uh, especially if you went to Iraq first and then Afghanistan, you know, because I think Hajis in Iraq makes sense. I guess they're all kind of Hajis. I I mean, if you, <laughs> I just mean there's not. It doesn't seem to be country specific. It's not a slur that's country specific. Like I could say, okay, Gook. If I say Gook, most likely, like if you are a real good um, racist, like if you know the intricacies the subtleties between the different slurs you'd know that a gook is not a chink you know what i mean or a jap like a gook you know what i mean there's like east asia is essentially chinks japs and gooks but then gooks of course became sort of popularized in nam i think the koreans are really mad about that i think that's why the koreans are so mad about uh vietnam or they don't like each other. I, they don't seem to like each other, and I think it has to do with the whole gook thing. Anyways, 9-11, uh, so I went to my class. I was like, hey, class, I know this is pretty crazy. It's okay if you're freaked out, but, you know, there was a bombing of the Twin Towers. There might be an attack on the country, but everything's going to be okay, guys. 
and they were just like, we don't really care about that. What else? What else you got going on? What else you got? And I was like, well, I got nothing. They told me not to teach. They told me <laughs> I'm supposed to take it easy today because the kids, the kids didn't care. They didn't care at all. Uh, so, and we got TV, we got a TV and everything. We got the TV out and, uh, one of them had a Harry Potter VHS and we popped that sucker in. Or maybe it was a DVD. Oh yeah. DVD. Yes. Harry Potter DVD. It's more exciting for the kids. They loved it. And they watched, watched the Harry Potter. I'd say maybe a third of them loved it. A third of them just checked out and a third of them were just trying to cause a third of them were like terrorists. They wanted to cause mayhem and trouble while everybody was distracted by Harry Potter. Um, they couldn't always attack the ones that were into Harry Potter because they would then tell me, you know, they, they would make the biggest stink. So then they'd have to pick on the ones who were sort of spacey or didn't care. There's a, a good third. Yeah. My class like just did not, these were like nine year olds. They just couldn't, they were already like cynical. They were just like, what is, this is all bullshit. Like what, <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> they could have been either really smart or really dumb. It would have been really, I don't, I mean, it's hard to tell. Some of some of them you can tell are very smart. Some of them you can tell are very dumb. And there's a bunch. There's there, and then there's some that are like just in the middle. Like you are solidly right in the middle there, which is good. You need most people there. But once in a while, you find some kid who's like, I don't know if you're um, like a genius or retarded. Like I can't. It's one of them i don't know but isn't that life isn't that the human condition so i told the kids about 9-11 they didn't care at all that was it they, they didn't care and i was like okay well i guess i don't really care either i was trying to find out about it but i didn't have an iphone there's no iphones there's no nothing I, oh yeah i would like walk around the halls and be like you hear anything else and they're like yeah it was a plane it's two planes it was on purpose and then uh, i remember right after that there's like anthrax attacks or something <laughs> the whole country is hysterical crazy right ah we were, everybody was freaking out that anything could happen at any moment any moment and something else could happen at any moment anything could happen and so then the, i remember the bush administration uh busted out a color scale to tell you the threat level of the kind of threat level we're at red and orange yellow and green and we were never at green four years Four years, it was fucking orange minimum, right? Remember? Orange. Orange, like not, sometimes it was red and it was like freak out. And then there was like black. There was like something even more. It was, I don't even know. They didn't even really share the scale. What is black? Was that just like annihilation? Is that just everybody die? Everybody, everybody you know and love is dead. Everybody's dead. Everybody's dead around you. You're the only survivor in a mass apocalypse. Everybody's dead. That's black. Uh, everybody could die at any moment. It's it's imminent. Anybody could die. That's red, right? Um, okay, we're not going to die right now, but th- it, you could die after like a series of, like if you mess up right now, then you could die. You could die. Like that's orange. And then yellow is like, all right, Anyone can die at any moment at any time. There's a general risk. You know, no, there's nothing we know of, nothing that we know of that will kill you. But let's just not forget that anything could happen at any time. 
And that's kind of like yellow, like general caution. And then green, I don't know. I don't know. Green must have been like every, all is well. All is serene in the world. All is well. Nothing. I guess that would be the goal, right? Let's get to green, everybody. Let's everybody get to green. You know, and I think uh, I think it's very um, telling that uh, during the lockdowns, at least in California, they had a colored tier system, right? The tier, the colored system. We were in the purple for a while. Purple, purple meant there were X amount of cases and what you calls it, and then red, right? And then we got lowered. The tiers got lowered down to like yellow. I think we're in yellow now. I think it's the same thing. It's the same weird thing where you never can have green. Why can't you let us have green? Why can't? It's been twenty years since nine eleven. They still haven't told us it's green they never haven't given us a single green day not a single green day welcome to paradise that's no, green day um green when is the green all right they, uh, all right speaking of green you know you got your uh israel has a, something called a green pass huh green pass the green pass is a record of your vaccination status for covid19 and um you got to make sure you have had your booster. Israel's on booster number three, and they're about to go to booster number four. And part of their rules under their green pass, which is digital, is that if you are past the allotted time, I don't know, whatever they said it was, six months, whatever, whatever the amount of time since your last shot, you are no longer in the green. <laughs> you are no longer, right? So even so there, they're not going to let you have the green. They're never going to let you have the green. You get it? Do you get it? This is what it This is how they control you. You're always trying you're like maybe if I do this it'll be green. Maybe if I do that and they're like, "Yes, no, just do one more thing." And one more thing. See, and Israel's like a little bit of a, a version of uh, the future of like, "I just one more shot." And then now you're green again. So you're not you get in the yellow, you're in between two shots and that. And then if you get in the red, eh, 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 it's like too much time has passed. Too much time has passed since both your shots are effective, and now you're red. You might as well you're unvaccinated. You're back to being unvaccinated, right? And people remember how much they poured hate on the unvaccinated, right? They remember they're like, oh, the unvaccinated. We can't let them in here. We can't let them in our. So I don't want to share food with the unvaccinated. If the unvaccinated die, it's their fault. Maybe they should die. Maybe the unvaccinated should die. And then suddenly you're being told that you could go back to being unvaccinated after a period of months, even though you got, you went and took the vaccine, took the vaccine. The whole point of the vaccine was that you were, you were vaccinated and now you're fine. Now everything should be in the green, right? You're supposed to be in the green with the vaccine, green vaccine, vaccine, green, green, right? Plus, we, it's not easy being vaccine, right? You got to vaccine. Green. But no, 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 no. If you, it's not green forever. Now you can get in the yellow. You get, if there's enough time goes by, now you're in the yellow. Don't let too much time pass because then you get the red. And if you let too much pass, time pass after that, we'll have something, oh, a maroon or like a purplish, like a blackish purple like eggplant color, you know, that just means you're like should be shot on site. Like you're a zombie. You're undead. At that point you are, you've been declared dead and now you are a living corpse walking. You're a walking corpse spreading disease. You're capable of infecting everyone with your uh, disease 
with your dirty, dirty disease. Oh, get out of here with your disease, right? You're, it's your fault the vaccines don't work. The, you're, that doesn't make, you know, doesn't make sense. You took the vaccine to be in the green. What's the green? What is the green? The green was supposed to be um, immune, and the green was supposed to be not spreading it. Not spread, and they're like, no. Now they're saying no. Back then, they were like, that's you got to take the vaccine. Everybody was were in the green. Remember, remember, no masks, no masks. They said you take the vaccine, take the vaccine, take the mask. And then they're like, oh, now you got to put the mask back on. Why? Why do we have to put the mask on? Because the vaccines don't work, like you said. And now people are like, oh no, no, that's not. We never said that. We're saying that it's you know you gotta. <clears throat> Let's see. How do I? Uh, okay. It's not that you take the vaccine and get immune and not stop spreading spreading it. Like most vaccines, no. This va- this vaccine is to help you get less sick. So if you got, you can still get sick. You can still spread it. But because you got the vaccine, it's like less. Yep, that's what it. Okay, so that so okay, so the point of the shot now is if you take it, you won't get as sick or spread it as much. You won't get as sick or spread it as much, right? So that's the green. That's now you're in the green. That's the green. You won't. You still can get sick. You still can spread it, but not as much. And so you're saying those unvaccinated guys are getting sicker and spreading it more. Okay. Okay, fine. But then isn't the vaccine supposed to help you not get sick? Didn't you just say the vaccine, the point of the vaccine was to not get sick as much? So then what, what's the problem? Like, does the, it work or not? Does it work or does it not? Well, obviously, well, what seems to be happening like in Israel is that it's not, it's not working. You need more. It's not working. You need, you need to keep taking it. It only works if you keep taking it. So then it doesn't seem to work. That doesn't work. How is that? So but so the only now what we need to do is make everyone take it. This thing that doesn't work. It doesn't work, huh? It doesn't work. Well, then how about we make everyone take it? Even people who don't need it. Even children, little babies, pregnant ladies, who cares? Just everyone. Just give it to let make everyone get it. Let's make them get it. Let's tell make the government tell businesses that they have to force there they have to tell their employees you have to get this or else we'll fire you or else we get fined you know you have to the government wants to come in and just say you have to like the biden announces a six-point plan we're gonna get in there you know make a hot businesses over 100 employees you're gonna have to take it everybody's gonna have to take it you're gonna all have to take it schools leusd just said everybody's got to take it over 12 uh, 12 you don't even need to take it. You got to take it. Gotta, there's no medical exemptions, no religious exemptions, no if, ands, or but. You got to take it. We, what if you already got had it and you don't need it? What if you have natural immunity, which scientifically is being shown to be more effective than the vaccines? People are getting sick still after getting vaccinated at a greater rate than the, unvac- the unvaccinated naturally immune than people who are, in fact, some countries, I know for a fact, Germany considers you the same as vaccinated if you can prove you have the antibodies. So if you got, you know what I mean? They're treating natural immunity the same as being vaccinated because the underlying idea is the immunity. 
if you have the immunity, remember the thing you were supposed to get with the vaccine? Remember remember that? Remember what the vaccine was supposed to do? But then they, they, they lied, moved the goalpost, which is a fancy word for just lying about what they said. And now they're saying, no, no, it's so you don't get as sick. You don't get as sick. But there's no way of knowing you don't get as sick. There's, I mean, it's just as likely you could get more sick, right? Like just because just you're like, oh, uh, you wouldn't get as sick doesn't mean that's true. We don't know that's true because we still haven't finished the trials. The clinical trials are done in two years. We haven't really had it. This, this is like weird. There's no way of knowing long-term effects when there haven't been any long-term studies. Like this is it. We're going to see what they are. So we don't know. We could later on find out that, oh, the vaccines were making people sicker. They're actually doing the opposite. Kind of like I've been ranting about the masks, you know, that I firmly believe the masks have made things worse. Um, maybe just because you don't know who's sick and everybody just stops distancing. I don't know. For some reason, the places with all the masks, they have all the cases. Okay? And now with the vaccines... They got all the cases. Neither of the lockdowns, too. They're so they're, none of it seems to work. So instead of being like, you know what, let's just drop it. Uh, the, the, in the land of the free, home of the brave, 20 years after 9-11, after we were attacked for our freedom, the country that represents liberty for, uh, you know, for the last century is now saying, no, no, you have no right to object to being injected. With a Pfizer uh, medication, I mean, Pfizer being the only FDA-approved Cominardi, Pfizer, right? Did you know that the um, head of the FDA was on the board of Pfizer, or is it vice versa? Whatever, they just work, they just... It's the same guy is going back. The same guy. You know, Pfizer has paid the largest criminal fine in history. Uh, over, I don't know, this some shit. They were killing people. They've killed people. They paid fines to kill people. Imagine all the people you don't know about. Do you know how many people they've probably murdered and you have no idea? Probably murdered people over fucking gambling debts. You have no idea. Okay? That's how big Pfizer... The guy who passes the regulations is the same guy who of the who works at the company that's being regulated you know what uh collusion between the corporate sort of sector and uh government's called you know what it's called it's called fascism it's called fascism 20 years after 911 after we declared we are we stand for democracy and freedom and so we're going to start bombing you. We're going to invade you and bomb you because we stand for freedom. Going to get in there and set up army bases and start shooting people randomly. We don't know who we're shooting. We don't know what we're, we don't even know what we're doing. We don't care. We have the money to do whatever we want. And that includes just come invading your country and just kicking it and killing and uh, Raven, you know, all the stuff, the stuff that soldiers do, 20 years of it, because we can, okay, we can, we got the dough, we got the 
people. We got the news media who's not even, they don't, they don't fucking care. They'd love it. We pay them. We pay them. You pay us. The taxpayer pays for the weapons. The weapons get made by defense contractors. The contractors sell the weapons overseas to us, to them, everybody, everybody. You see in Afghanistan how they, the Taliban, you know, they took all the U.S. weapons that they had for the Afghan National Army. That's what this is all about. Don't you understand? Now we have to make more weapons and sell them to fight the guys who took the weapons that we made and left over there. We got to now make more weapons and go in with them to get back or destroy the old weapons. That's what 9-11 is all about, okay? That's the legacy of 9-11. 20 years after we were attacked and the whole world was like, oh my God, we are, we are American. We stand with you. 20 years later, we're, we're just getting out. We're getting out of Afghanistan and getting out is uh, very kind. We got our basically asses handed to us. We basically ran out of there, tail tucked between our legs, fall of Saigon stuff. Really embarrassing. Guys falling out of the airplane, hanging on for dear life, right? Hanging on. Hanging on and letting go. Who knows? Maybe he wanted to let go. Maybe he couldn't hang on anymore. Who knows? You know? I think there's, you know, to me, that's a perfect illustration of um, the idea of freedom and safety. You know, a lot of people say, like, um, well, everybody's like, all about freedom, talking about freedom, but what about my freedom from getting hurt? What about my freedom from getting the virus? What about my freedom from any risk, huh? What about that? And see, the thing is that there, there is, there's no such thing as freedom from risk. You got your freedom, and with the freedom comes risk. You can give up that freedom, lower the risk for safety. You can't, you can't have it all. You can't be completely free and have complete zero risk because that that's you're not how is that possible unless you're some kind of god unless you're god the only the way that the only the only one that could do that is god you understand in order for you to be perfectly safe there has to be some kind of centralized organization watching there has to be like a mommy there has to be somebody there has to be some kind of rule organizational rule you have to be in a box you have to be in like a truman show type simulation where everything's safe and planned out for you that's the only way it's the only way and so then are you truly safe when your freedom is so contingent on one person what if this one person decides you know what Uh, i'm going to kill him today like i'm going to make his life hell you know essentially what you have is a god ruling over you controlling everything and then what if the god is vengeful god what if the God decides, you know, then you're not safe. You're not safe. Without freedom, you're not truly safe. Without freedom, you're, you're given the illusion of safety under the guise. As long as this, the guy, the person who you give up everything to, you relinquish all your freedom to, as long as they are benevolent, as long as they are kind, as long as they are, have, have a soft spot for you, as long as they're like, ah, I don't want to hurt you, as long as that, but it's up to them. So how are you truly safe? So now you're not free or safe. You're neither free nor safe, right? The guy who grabbed onto the plane in Afghanistan, in Kabul, and took off and hoping, hoping to get away from whatever it was. It must have been real bad, whatever it was back there. He was willing to do that. That guy was free. See, that's freedom. 
See the freedom. See how ultimate freedom comes with maximum risk. You see that? See, he took the biggest risk in the world. So I'm gonna grab on this plane. I'm gonna take it all the way to America. I'm taking it to Wisconsin, baby. He thought he could. He well, he didn't think it through. I don't think he thought it through. Honestly, I don't think he thought it through. Honestly, I think he was just the plan. If I stay here, I'm dead. I'm leaving. I don't know. Either that or he might have freaked out. He might have been like, ah, I want to leave, but I can't. But in either case, that's it. You wanted freedom. You got it. You got it. He was up in the air. Oh, free as a bird. Way up in the in the sky. Just free, floating, free out there. And then, and then he couldn't hang on anymore. Maybe he got too cold. I don't know. He got tired. Maybe. I don't know. I can imagine a lot of things happening. Maybe it's just like, there's this is, this is ridiculous. I can't. They just Maybe he just committed suicide. He was just like, I can't. There's no way I'm going to make it. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Is it maybe he let go? <sighs> that was the highest point of freedom in his life when he was in free fall. You see? See, the ultimate freedom means you're hurtling toward the ground with just gravity. That's it. Gravity dictating where you go and the ground coming right at you and there's nothing you can do about it. You're free. You're free. You're probably having the best thoughts. I mean, honestly, you probably have this genius level thought. You're probably, the thoughts racing through your, who knows, your whole life flashing before you. I mean, just incredible stuff happening. So free and then bam, smack. You hit the ground, death. The last ultimate freedom, of course, maximum risk, you know, the risk crashing in on you, taking taking your life, and now you're free. Now you're free. You're not safe. Maybe you're safe too. Maybe I mean maybe you're safe from this world. You know, but people, you know, I go on about this. Uh, people choose safety over freedom, right? People would rather the average man would rather be safe than be free, right? H.L. Mencken, right? Uh, you know, those who wish to sacrifice. Their security for freedom deserve neither, right? That's Benjamin Franklin. Um, so I don't know. I think these are great thinkers. These are great. Uh, well, they're great ideas that shaped this country, right? The whole idea of not having a completely powerful state that's in your lives dictating everything, trying to keep you safe, is that you are not free. You should be that people would rather not have the safety and be free, at least back then. Nowadays, I don't know. I really think 9-11 changed the fear profile. And, you know, it really freaked everyone. Like, you know, like I was saying, it was like anthrax. It was just nuts. That two-year period between going to war, you know, and the and the attack, which is crazy because it was still a smoldering pile in New York that whole time and fucking people getting sick and people were die, you know, and people like, um, yeah, there was a general level of fear, anthrax. So like, what's going to happen? You know, uh, uh. Nobody knew it was going to happen. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty breeds a lot of fear. People were attacked on the street. Muslims, Muslims were attacked. Jews were attacked. <laughs> Sikhs were attacked. Everybody was attacked. A lot of attacking going on. Right, very scary time, but I think that fear led to compliance. People started okay, giving up their freedoms for the safety. Patriot Act, right? You could start going over all your uh, correspondences, right? They had the um, uh, it's called the AUMF. Uh, you know, basically a law that said they could indefinitely detain you if you're 
suspected of terrorism. So that you know, there's a giving up your constitutional rights. Stay. You have no rights if you're a terrorist. We can detain you indefinitely. You have no more rights if you're because now you're an enemy combatant. There's like a war on terror. So if they declare you a terrorist on American soil, they'd be like, oh, you're an enemy combatant. Um, the same laws as a citizen, you know, for the, for the citizen don't apply to you because you are now the enemy, a terrorist, right? Not a foreign national who is part of a war, you know, and two sides are engaged in war. No, it's a war on everybody who we don't like. Right, everybody we say is bad is now an, a soldier that we can treat like we can just kill you. We can put you away forever. We could do whatever we want because there's no constitution for you, terrorist. Right? That was nine eleven. You know, and we were like, yeah, we don't like terrorists. They're scary. Terrorists make bad things happen. So yeah, like just get rid of them. You know, it happened with drug drug users. Right? Ooh, we don't like drug users. They're bad. They get rid of them. Yeah, just get get lock them up. And terrorists, yeah, we don't like terrorists. Yeah, lock them, lock them up, get rid of them. Now we're at the unvaccinated, right? Ooh, get rid of them. Get, get, get. It's, I hope they die. Yeah, I hope they die. That's what people are. I hope they die. Meanwhile, the people who are vaccinated are the ones getting it and spreading it and dying. There's a good chance many of us have had COVID and have recovered and been fine. And I think there's a good chance that. This whole push to get everyone vaccinated is just a big money grab. Lots of money. Imagine all the money being made. Money, money, money. Government money. It's just like the war. Just like any war. Just, I mean, this is a war on COVID, right? And war is a racket. War is just a way of getting big, big bucks. Big contracts. Lots of money. You get the government to kind of like push it, make everyone do it. Everybody falls in line. Everybody, everybody behaves. Everybody is compliant. We take off our shoes still when we go to the airport. We know that's bullshit. We let them scan our bodies. We get they got naked body pictures of it. every time we fly, they scan their naked bodies and they look at it and jerk off and laugh or share or whatever. Whatever it is a bunch of people would do in that position. Not nothing positive. You don't think they have you fucking they got they got you. They got your everything, your titties, your bush, you got everything. They got the whole thing. Your tiny dick, your giant dick, your whatever. However big or small your dig is at that particular time, they got you. They got, they probably have, they could be like, oh, pull up the three flights ago. And they're like, look over the, oh, he must have been nervous. He's shriveled. He's like, it looks like a little fucking raisin. What is that? And then you might be have a semi later, like a little semi chub later. And they're like, oh, all right. Yeah, he's hanging down. He's hanging down. You know, hanging. You get the whole range of what you've, uh, your body whole range of your biological profile. You'd see you getting fatter. You'd see you getting skinnier, scanning you. And for what? What? How Has that stopped anything? Has it? They're like, well, it would be worse. If we didn't have it, things would be much worse. Yeah, just like if you didn't take the vaccine, it would be much worse. If you didn't have the TSA, it would be so much. if we didn't scan your naked body and store it all in giant servers in Utah so that at any moment we could pull up a picture of your naked body at any given time you flew, that's that's... If we don't have that, things would be so, people would be dead. So many more people would be dead. Do you want that? Now, now, now put your arms up and let us take a picture of your naked body. Who, by the way, the guy, the company, the company who makes those scanning, I forgot, microwave scan, <laughs> they're not microwaves, whatever they're called, there's called something, they're the scanning machines. 
the um, the guy who was the CEO of that company is a guy named John Ashcroft, who was the head of the Homeland Security and put in the TSA and put in all of that. I mean, hey, right? What? Dick Cheney was the CEO of Halliburton, who happened to uh, be the main contractor in Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, that's not... I've, they came in to rebuild the stuff we blew up in Afghanistan and Iraq. I think it was Iraq mostly. But it, Halliburton, Dick Cheney. Ja- coincidence. Just a, co- just a coincidence that the guy who used to run this company ended up coming to the government and then helping to start a war that this company didn't make a shitload of money off of the government's money. The government doesn't actually have any money. The government has is the power to tax to take our money, and the power to also borrow from the future. Print money, you know, uh, buy up assets. Whatever it is they do to sort of create wealth, try to dump money into the economy, that's all money they're taking from the future. It's not like they make any money. It's our money. It's our money. It's either our money now or our money later. Um, And then, of course, then they rain money back on us, our own money back at us, to keep us from doing things um, during a really just a cold. It's not, it's, you know, they got people thinking like you get COVID, you die, but you don't. 99.9% of people don't, right? And I think this is really the the slippery slope we've been on since 9-11 because in 9-11 we said even if that that was something dick cheney said said, even if there's a one percent chance of a terrorist attack we gotta take it because you don't want the smoking gun to be a mushroom cloud right like it's just you know what does that mean it means if there's a one percent chance of anything bad happening you gotta do everything to stop it because you don't want that one percent chance you oh my god it would be so bad so let's Everyone, take off your shoes now, okay? Everyone, take off your shoes, and now we're gonna look at your email. And you're like, what? <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we hear everything you're saying. It's all being saved on servers in Utah. Why? We just in, just in case, just in case, keeping you safe because you don't want smoking gun to be a mushroom cloud. I'm like, what? Mushroom cloud? I'm like, what are you talking? Why do you get? We're the only country that's actually nuked anyone. We nuked Japan twice. We did the mushroom cloud. Why are you acting like the like what? It's fucking crazy. Well, it's really just lies. It's just bullshit. It's just something you t- see. People are being told this stuff so they go along with it, but really, in the end, the whole thing is a racket. The whole thing's a racket. See, the whole thing is just a scam, it's just to make money. That's war, right? And now COVID. This is a scam. Look. Who's making all this money off that? You think the vaccine's really free? They keep saying the vaccine's free. It's get in there. It's free. It's free. It's not free. How's it free? How's it free when Israel owes money for the vaccine to Pfizer? Someone's paying for it. How the Israel got in some trouble because they took a bunch of Pfizer vaccines early on. They took a shitload. They're like, yeah, they're one of the most vaccinated countries on the planet. Something like 80% of the adults are vaccinated. They're going for the fourth booster now. Three, two more, double the amount of Pfizer's in like six months. What vaccine, which vaccine have you taken where you have to take four in a year? Huh? Yeah, it's working. It's really working. You got to keep taking it or else it doesn't work anymore. And then you can't participate in society. Now you are a dirty, 
dirty, dirty person. Like that. Okay. Very irresponsible to say to pit people against each other like that. Very cruel. Very mean to be like, oh, those people are dirty. Those people are the reason why we're all shut down. No, the reason why everybody shut down is because of the government. It's not because of the sick people. The va- if it was really sick people that were uh, that are stopping the government, then why why isn't uh, you know heart disease? diabetes, huh? cancer, these are all that. Why isn't that stopping the government? Way more, way more people die of that than COVID. Why are, why aren't we stopping everything? Stop the, what about the, uh, the obesity problem? Obesity and COVID go hand in hand. Why aren't we stopping everything? Stop everything. What about mental health? Mental health is crisis we've got a crisis going on mental these homeless people they're nuts these people regular people are nuts everybody's been driven nuts we've got a lot of guns we got oh it's a problem you're not stopping everything for that we got to stop everything for that i bet you they would if they knew they could pull it off but i don't know climate crisis oh my god the climate the climate change is coming what we got to do is shut everything down and shut everything down you know it's a really managed uh decline it's like a managed they're just trying to manage everybody right Happy 9-11. That's what happened. You know, that's the <laughs> that's the legacy of 9-11, right? We sacrificed our freedom for safety. Little by little, we kept doing it. Kept doing it. Every single president after, Obama, Trump, like they didn't give up any of that shit. They just fucking, they took the power. Court, why wouldn't you? And now we're at a point where the government's power is maybe overstepping its bounds i don't know i don't know about you but i think it's we're uh, it's a bit of an overreach i would say look at what's going on in australia you are not allowed to uh, leave like a certain radius like a kilometer you don't have freedom of movement you're only allowed to be delivered six beers or something i don't know that's like the maximum you could ever get you're basically only allowed certain amount of booze they're they're they basically said that the police can now go into your telephone, your your social media accounts, basically just go into your phones without any warrant or anything. They can just go in there. What does that have to do with COVID? You know, just to track you. They're like, oh, it's for the safety, for everyone's safety. Very interesting, right? Safety. You got to give up your freedom. The safer you are, the less free you are. Right? You need a you need a state. You need something to watch over you. If you're so afraid. But is that really the way you want to live life? Is that really the way life should be lived? Full of fear? Never taking chances? Never going out there taking risks? Would we even be here as a species? Would we be here at all as human beings if our ancestors didn't take risks, didn't risk death to get to wherever it is they needed to go, risk the uncertain, right? To come to America, leave their countries, come to America, start a new life here. Isn't that full of risk? If you wanted safety, you could have stayed with what was familiar. That's what people do. They stay. They stay home. They stay wherever they're at. They don't want, they're, you know, new things are scary. But now we're in a place where um, it's like we're so spoiled. We're so entitled. You know, and it's like uh, we've seen it all. We've got, we got the entire world's, like, the library of the entire history of humanity at our fingertips. You know, right at our fingertips. But what do we use this for? We use it to talk about ourselves, take pictures of ourselves. <laughs> use this thing to, me, me, me. You, you could learn about Socrates. You could learn about anybody, right? 
You could read Dostoevsky. You fucking... Whatever, you, any language. I'm sure there's all kinds of smart foreigners that I don't know about. You know, I'm sure there's all kinds... You'd be reading all those guys. You'd be, you could be watching the best cinema, you know, for free. You could be doing... Every all the entire library of humanity is there, uh, and most people would rather just be like, "This is what I ate today," or you know, or like, "This is a picture of what I ate today." <laughs> you know, this is my, this is my butt. You know, this is my, you know, this is the, this is what they would rather do. It's not only a storehouse of information. It's a, you know, it's a camera. It's almost every invention that's catapulted humanity forward in terms of expression and experience right uh in one in one little thing in one whole thing and the thing we love to do is see ourselves in it and just look pointed at ourselves and talk to everyone so they listen to you <laughs> they have to listen to you that's the human condition is it though is it truly the human condition? I don't know. I think that's just, it's not, I think it's only human to adapt to the circumstances and the circumstances we've had since 9-11, the past 20 years, entire generation have not been the, it hasn't been the, the circumstances to become healthier in body, spirit, mind have not occurred. In fact, just the opposite. It's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. There's a, people, you know, instead of improving your own self, instead of facing our fears, instead of facing our truths, instead of facing our sins, instead of facing, you know, just really looking at what we've done as a country. What have we done? Like when we got to 9-11, when we were attacked, what we could have done, what people like Ron Paul said, hey, maybe we should, this is time to do this. We really look at ourselves as a country. Like, what are we doing? At that time, we were like in 200 uh, we had 200 military bases or, or we were in 200 countries. I don't know. It was just by that time after the Cold War, we were everywhere. We were huge. And we were the only superpower left. We get attacked. The guy who says he attacked us or we say he attacked, whatever, Osama bin Laden said, the reason I attacked you guys is because of your air bases in Saudi Arabia attacking Iraq. Okay? He said, that was bullshit. Also, Israel, you're back in Israel. We think that's bullshit too. Also, uh, what we're going to do is going to suck you into a war, just like the Soviets, who we 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 trained and funded Osama bin Laden w- back when he was fighting the Soviets. So that's where he learned a lot of this stuff. And he was like, look, just like the Soviets came into Afghanistan, I think we could do it. Graveyard of empires. And so it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. We killed him. It doesn't matter whatever yeah we killed him great it's done we it's done none of that matters because what we did was just walk right into the the trap and i don't even really think it was a trap i think we saw it we were like look at the trap let's go <laughs> we're going in <laughs> see that that's a quag that's quicksand all right let's go go let's go boys we're piling we're gonna keep piling boys in there until they just step on they can step on each other step out of that quicksand that's really what it and really, that is the what what states do, you know. I remember listening to a story about World War One. I, uh, I think it was Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. He was talking about World War One when Germany invaded Belgium. 
there was like uh, this sort of pinch point between two forts and these machine gun nests. So if it was like a, a zone of death, all these guys just running in were just getting mowed, brrr, mowed down. So the Germans, they had so many guys. What they just did is just told them just keep running, running toward the machine guns, just keep running toward them, and piles and piles of bodies would start stacking up. And it got to the point where you could actually use the bodies as a barricade. You could start stacking the bodies to make yourself a little wall. Hide behind the wall, use the bodies, and then you could use it. And eventually, the Germans overran the Belgians because there were so many bodies everywhere. They used them to make little shelters to run to, right, to hide behind. And then, whenever the machine guns reloaded, they'd run, you know, they, and they eventually overtook the machine guns. And that's what, when the state takes over, when the state dictates life and death, that's what happens. The state will sacrifice every each and every one of us for whatever its end is. Each and every one of us. Nobody is special to the state, okay? They, they didn't even sacrifice their own. They have. They have sacrificed their own, yeah? JFK, right? Last president who decided, who tried to take down the military-industrial complex, or at least dismantle it some. See, see what happened? See, see, you see what happened to him? See what happened? The only other guy who came close to that was Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Trump, the only president who did since 9-11, who didn't start another war. He's the only guy, the only guy who set us in motion for getting us out of this war, which Biden then ended up bungling, right? That of all the guys, that's the only guy. And that's where we're at now. Here we are, 20 years later, from 9-11, the only president who tried to who at least got elected on stopping the wars was fucking Donald Trump. And then of course and then of course Biden gets in. I don't know if he was really elected. Biden gets in. Okay, he's in there. And he's doing this job. This do you think he's doing a good job? Do you think he's doing a good job? Do you think forcing people to take the vaccine is gonna make more people want to take the vaccine? Yeah, it works so well, we're gonna force you to take it. It's so this pandemic is so deadly that people are quitting instead of taking the vaccine. People are quit. People are losing their jobs. That's how serious it is. I mean, if it's so serious, why aren't people running to get the vaccine? Yeah, yeah, right. And it works so well that we have to. You have to take more than we said you would. We keep changing how much you have to take. You have to take more now. And it works so well that. We have to demonize the people who didn't take it because if they don't take it, ours doesn't work so well. But why? But doesn't it work well? I thought it worked. Does it work? If it works, there's no need to worry. Oh, it doesn't work? Then why should everyone take it? But nobody's. People get mad when I ask them this. They think I'm crazy for asking this question. It doesn't sound crazy. It doesn't seem crazy to me if it works then why does it matter if somebody else doesn't have it? Doesn't it work? And if it doesn't work, then why does everybody have to have it? It doesn't work. You're going to make everyone have it? Are you just because it's just you're mad? You're mad you got it, and now you want everyone to have it? <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, it could be. People are irrational that way. They will, They want everyone to go down. I don't know. I don't know. you got to have a control group. That's what I say. got to have a control group. So anyways, here we are. Post 9-11, 20 years later, generation later, after 9-11, in between 9-11, we had a great financial crisis. 
that crash, that big old crash probably happened because we bankrupted ourselves going to war. But then we just said, you know, what? we'll print more. We'll just print more like every empire has done. Print more money. And here we've printed our way 12 years later after that to another financial crisis, a public health crisis, a pandemic, um, really just a failure of public uh, of the government. Or maybe not. Maybe this is all on purpose. Perhaps this is the new world order. Perhaps it is a pandemic. Perhaps it's all about China taking over as the global hegemon. The World Bank's deciding that the United States is no longer the superpower of the world or the reserve currency and is slowly being humiliated on the public stage and kind of eroded from the inside out. Maybe there'll be a civil war, whatever. They'll have to deal with it. And then China can be the new, you know, you know, well, I don't go, you know, that's, that's my vaccine pass. Okay. I don't need a vaccine. I just go, well, I don't go. And then they go, oh, okay. Come right in. They go, come right in. Please come in. Please come in. Anyways. Um, I think nine 11, you know, happy nine 11, everybody. I hope everybody has a good time. Uh, never forgetting. Don't you ever forget. Don't forget about it. Don't forget how we gave up all our freedoms. <laughs> Don't forget how we have to take off our shoes for no reason. What are we all Asian? They're, they're keeping, t- t- making us more Asian, making us wear masks. Now we got to wear masks. I'm already Asian. I have to be more Asian. I'm trying to get away from. All right. <sighs> Anyways. Don't comply. Do you stop at every stop sign? Do you follow every law? Do you che- do you dot all your I's and cross your T's on your taxes? You don't cheat at all. You don't even have a little little. You, know, you don't take a little sum of you don't. You're saying you follow everything, every single thing. Why? Why do we have to comply? I think for me, the greatest white pill, the white pill of hope, optimism. The greatest optimism I have is that the people running things are uh, essentially incompetent. They're incredibly dumb. They're so dumb, they just say the opposite of things, and then you have video of them, and you show people, and nobody seems to care. And in some ways, that is very scary. But on the other on the other hand, to me, it means that they can't hold it together. They're not, you know what I mean? Like the Nazis, they they ran a sweet operation, you know what I mean? They, they knew how to do <laughs> North Koreans, you know? They, uh, they, uh, they at least, you know, they got stuff done. These guys, I mean, they just, they're not, they don't really care. I don't think any of these people who are really doing all this Nazi stuff even really care. I mean, I think maybe regular people do because they, they are, you know, manipulated, right? But the people, they don't, they just care about money. That's really all this is about. It's very sad uh, to me. So to me, they think because nobody cares, and because it's only about money, that means that the people who do care and the people that for where it's not about money, they're going to win. They're going to have more. They're going to win. That's just what happens. Okay? The people who don't care, they don't have a huge stake. They'll just be like, okay, fine, whatever. They'll just go the other way. As long as they keep making money. Okay? So all that matters is that people just don't do it. Just fucking don't comply. Just speak up. I feel like uh, I feel guilty. I should speak up more. I feel like I should speak up more. You know, I should be more toxic. <laughs> I should be more toxic like the vaccine. Okay. <sighs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Roger Kimcast. Um, I think uh, you know I've been away for a while. I had a lot of stuff go down. I had uh, got a job. I had a wedding. Not my wedding. There was a wedding. 
I there was a death, not my death. There was a death. You know, just things, a lot of things going on. But uh but I'm here. I'm back. It's September um 11th. Never forget. I'm not going to let these last 20 years go to go to waste. I learned a thing or two, okay? I I did some stuff. I read a book, all right? And I think you should too. I think you can. T- <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of like a motivational thing. Um, hey, listen. I think we should be thankful for what we have, honestly. We, there's a lot to be thankful for. 99.9% survival rate, COVID. We're healthy. Let's be thankful for that, okay? They tried to tell us these lies, but it's not... It's not taking, it's not sticking. You can see, you can see with your own eyes that it's not what they're saying it is, okay? So, anyways, there's hope there. That's all I say. There's hope there. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Virgin Podcast. Um, please follow me on Twitter, subscribe on Spotify and Anchor and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thank you. Goodbye.